48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. COVID cases continue to fall with 4,475 new infections reported today. The chief executive says all residents will be encouraged to test themselves daily for three days in a row to gauge the SAR's COVID situation. And a government adviser says rapid tests would help prepare Hong Kong for formal mass testing. Health officials have reported a further fall in COVID infections to 4,400 today, down from 5,800 cases yesterday. 18 of the cases were imported. 13 of the patients arrived yesterday as a flight ban on nine territories was lifted after almost three months. Four of the infections were on a single Emirates jet, triggering a week-long suspension of flights on the route from Dubai and Bangkok. Dr. Tran Kwan is from the Center for Health Protection. The uh, increase in number of imported cases is expected because previously we have banned some countries from fine to Hong Kong. So um, all these imported cases will be isolated and treated. A further 116 patients infected with COVID have died in public hospitals, including 99 who passed away in the past 24 hours. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says all residents will be encouraged to test themselves daily for three consecutive days in the next week, as officials seek to better gauge the SAR's COVID situation. The announcement came as officials began distributing COVID packs containing rapid test kits, which they hope to deliver to every household within a week. Speaking at her daily media briefing, Mrs. Lam said the tests would run from Friday to Sunday, but participation would be voluntary. We could only appeal to uh, people's cooperation, uh, riding on their aspiration to resume normal daily living as soon as possible, and also to be able to travel. We need the full cooperation and support of the people. We don't just rely on legal instruments. We have to appeal to people's cooperation, understanding, and participation. Mrs. Lam said at-home testing would not replace a universal COVID testing exercise, which she says is still necessary and essential. Officials have been saying for some time they plan to require every resident to take a PCR test. But Mrs. Lam admits the government has yet to decide when it will happen. When we will do it is something that we will have to um, further monitor. Especially there is now a complication about a large number of people who have been infected but not reported. So these people, strictly speaking, would have their antibodies. Uh, They should not be uh, subject to another test. Uh, We still have to listen to our experts in the government and outside of the government before consider it good enough uh, timing to commence a, uh, a compulsory universal test in Hong Kong. Speaking ahead of the chief executive's announcement, government expert advisor David Hui said rapid tests would help prepare Hong Kong for formal mass testing in future. If you can introduce the rapid antigen test as the first run to screen out the positive cases, that would facilitate the subsequent second run, perhaps using PCR. So that may be the case, but I think it will require more discussion within the government. Professor Hui added that government experts will meet next week to discuss arrangements for people to receive the fourth vaccine dose. Meanwhile, Professor Hui says Hong Kong shouldn't worry too much about the new Omicron variant XE, which appears to be 10% more transmissible than the original strain. Yesterday, the Center for Health Protection confirmed that two people who arrived in the SCR in February were found to have a blend of the BA1 and 2 strains. 
although it was not the same mix found in the XE strain. Professor Hoy said there was no reason to believe XE infections would be especially serious. The two cases that came through Germany and Netherlands to Hong Kong in February, the genome sequencing it is not exactly XE. And those two cases also were detected on arrival and during hotel quarantine and did not leak into the community. So there's no cause for alarm. Even for XE itself, the picture actually published a document just a few days ago saying that it is actually not a cause for concern at this stage. We're just watching the development. And on to the weather. Cloudy with one or two rain patches at first. It'll be cool tonight and tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 14 degrees. Mainly fine and dry during the day, with temperatures going up to 21 degrees. The outlook fine and dry in the next few days, with temperatures rising gradually. Currently at the observatory, it's 15 degrees Celsius, the humidity 65%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. Some of the first residents to receive the anti-COVID pack today said they were happy with what the government had provided. However, this woman said the authorities should have distributed them earlier. These items will be useful, but it would have been better if they handed these out before the epidemic worsened. They haven't given us enough masks, but I think there are enough rapid test kits, as I rarely head out. I will use the test when I feel unwell. Local COVID cases in Shanghai remain high as the city continues its lockdown and testing to curb the spread of Omicron. The daily tally of symptomatic cases dropped to 260, but asymptomatic infections rose to more than 6,000 cases, compared to around 4,000 the day before. Officials say the number of infections recorded had increased because of wider screening. Back locally, the heads of the Bar Association and Law Society say Hong Kong should continue to invite foreign judges to sit on its top court. Speaking on a radio program, the Bar's Victor Dawes and Chan Chak Ming, who leads the solicitor's body, said the impact of this week's resignation of two senior British justices from the Court of Final Appeal would be limited, given that the remaining overseas judges say they will stay. Mr. Dawes says the legal profession wants the system to continue. Hong Kong is unique. We're an international finance centre. We are also an international dispute resolution centre. We have a common law system. And the presence of these top judges, top jurists from other Commonwealth jurisdictions, is of course beneficial and important to the development of our legal system, our laws, and the administration of justice in Hong Kong. So I think the overwhelming view of the legal profession is that the current system ought to continue. Turning overseas now, Red Cross vehicles are on the move again in a third attempt to reach the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol to facilitate the safe passage of civilians along a humanitarian corridor announced earlier. An estimated 160,000 are still trapped there. The BBC's Emma Vardy has the latest. Reaching the besieged city has been fraught with difficulties. Yesterday, 3,000 people were able to escape in their own vehicles, reaching a nearby town from where they were moved to safety. A small breakthrough, but Red Cross teams are hoping to get many more out. This morning, Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister announced that seven humanitarian corridors were planned for today, but said the one out of Mariupol would be limited to private transport. The situation in the east of Ukraine is expected to get increasingly difficult as Moscow shifts its attention there. 
Meanwhile, the deputy mayor of Chernihiv says the northern Ukrainian city has had its first quiet night since the start of the war more than five weeks ago. Alexander Lomako told the BBC that Russian troops had fled most villages around Chernihiv. We don't know for sure the enemy is retreating or just regrouping. We don't know if the invaders come back, but we do know that these results now is a result of successful work of our army. Because of that, it's become quiet now in the city. Chernigiv is now not under such sharing as it was during all 35 days of war. Police in Sri Lanka have declared a three-day curfew across the country to try to head off planned anti-government protests against worsening shortages of food, fuel and medicines. The BBC's Arkana Shukla reports from the capital, Colombo. Starting 6pm on Saturday, a 36-hour curfew has been announced in Sri Lanka as a state of emergency is enforced. This after violent protests calling for the president's ouster over economic crisis that led to critical food and fuel shortages. Curfew is aimed to quell further protests and demonstrations that were planned. More military has been deployed with powers to arrest suspects without warrants. There's growing outrage over shortages of fuel, medicine, cooking gas and power caused by a lack of foreign exchange to pay for imports. To sports now, and Liverpool have gone top of the English Premier League for the first time this year, as Diogo Jota's header in a late Fabino penalty saw off Watford 2-0. For the moment, Jurgen Klopp's men are two points ahead of Manchester City, who are 2-0 up at halftime at Burnley, and heading back to the summit if they win. And to end the news, the top stories once again. COVID cases continue to fall, with 4,475 new infections reported today. The chief executive says all residents will be encouraged to test themselves daily for three days in a row to gauge the SCR's COVID situation. And a government advisor says rapid tests would help prepare Hong Kong for formal mass testing. And that's the news from RTHK. Know that you really want me. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. 
from inner gimme gimme I think that you need some more shots. Wait, holla. Take your body over to the dance floor. Tequila, la, la. Serious. Why you look so serious? 